Welcome to Wayne Zion Lutheran Church in Rural Monticello. This is Sunday, March the 10th, 2024. This service was recorded on March the 3rd, the third Sunday in Lent. The sermon is by Pastor Wade Reddy. The accompanist is Pete Temple. The lector is Ivan Eden. Thank you to Rhonda Michaels for sponsoring this week's broadcast in memory of Ron Borkren. Thank you for joining us today. Welcome to this third Sunday in Lent. Let us begin with confession and forgiveness. Will you join with me? If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, God, who is faithful and just, will forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Let us take a moment for silent reflection. Paul reminds us in the writing to Ephesians, God who is rich in mercy out of great love with which he loved us even when we were dead through our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved. May you be strengthened in your inner being with the power through his spirit and that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith as you are being rooted and grounded in love. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. We continue with the Kyrie. O God, Father in heaven, O Son of God, Redeemer of the world, O God, the Holy Spirit, let us pray together the prayer of the day as it's printed in our bulletin insert. Holy God, Through your Son, you have called us to live faithfully and to act courageously. Keep us steadfast in your covenant of grace and teach us the wisdom that comes only through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Good morning and welcome to Wayne Zion. A reading from Exodus 21 through 17. God spoke these words. I am the Lord your God, who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery. You should have no other gods before me. You shall not make for yourself an idol, whether it's in the form of anything that is in heaven above, or that is on the earth beneath, or that is in the water underneath the earth. You shall not bow down to them or worship them, for I, the Lord, am your God, is a jealous God, punishing children to the iniquity of the parents to the third and fourth generation of those who reject me, but showing steadfast love to the thousandth generation of those who love me and keep my commandments. You shall not make a wrongful use of the name of the Lord, your God, for the Lord will not acquit him who misuses his name. Remember the Sabbath day and keep it holy. Six days you shall labor and you shall do all your work, but on the seventh, You shall not do any work. 
you, your son, your daughter, your male and female slave, your livestock, or the alien resident in your towns. For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, the sea, and all that is in them. But we rested on the seventh day. Therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and consecrated it. Honor your father and your mother so that they may so that your days may be long on the earth that the Lord God is giving you. You shall not murder, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not steal, you shall not bear false witness against your neighbor. You shall not covet your neighbor's house. You shall not covet your neighbor's wife, or male or female slave, or his ox or donkey, or anything that belongs to your neighbor. Word of God, word of life. We'll read the psalm responsibly. The heavens declare the glory of God, and the sky proclaims its maker's handiwork. Although they have no words or language, and their voices are not heard. It comes forth like a bridegroom out of his chamber. It rejoices like a champion to run the, its course. The teaching of the Lord is perfect and revives the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure and gives wisdom to the simple. The fear of the Lord is clean and endures forever. The judgments of our Lord are true and righteous altogether. By them also your servant is enlightened and in keeping with, keeping them there is great reward. Above all, keep your servant from presumptuous sins and let them not get dominated over me. Then I shall be whole and sound and innocent of a great offense. The second reading is in 1 Corinthians 1, 18 to 25. The message about the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to those of us who are being saved, it is the power of God, for it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise and discriminate 
and discernment of the discerning I will thwart. Where is the one who is wise? Where is the scribes? Where is the debater of the age? Has not God made foolish the wisdom of the world? For, <coughs> for since in the wisdom of God, the world did not know God through wisdom. God decided through the foolishness of our proclamation to save those who believe. For Jews demand signs, Greeks desire wisdom. But we proclaim Christ crucified, a stumbling block to Jews and foolishness to Gentiles. But to those who are called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ, the power of God, and the wisdom of God, for God's foolishness is wiser than the human wisdom, and God's weakness is stronger than the human strength. Word of God, word of life. The Gospel according to St. John, the 12th, or the second chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. May be seated for the reading of the gospel, but before I do that, I want to lift up Paul's comment here in 1 Corinthians that Ivan just read, and it's verse 21. For since in the wisdom of God, the world did not know God through wisdom, through knowledge, God decided through the foolishness of our proclamation to save those who believe those who believe the gospel the passover of the jews was near and jesus went up to jerusalem and in the temple he found people selling cattle and sheep and doves and money changers were seated at their tables making a whip of cords he drove them out of the temple both the sheep and the cattle he also poured out the coins of the money changers and overturned the tables. He told those who were selling doves, take these things out of here. Stop making my father's house a marketplace. His disciples remembered that it was written, zeal for your house will consume me. The Jews then said to him, what sign can you show us for doing this? And Jesus answered them, Destroy this temple in three days, and I will raise it up. The Jews said, said, then said, This temple has been under construction for 46 years, and you will raise it up in three days? But he was speaking of the temple of his body. After he was raised from the dead, the disciples remembered that he had said this, and they believed the scripture and the word that Jesus had spoken. The gospel of our Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Well, grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. For the world, it is foolishness. The cross that stands before our altar is foolishness. And in some of our Christian bodies, they even strike from the worship center having a sign of a cross. I know this to be true as I went to Willow Creek in 
Barrington, Illinois, and there was no cross to be found in the sanctuary or the auditorium. It is foolishness. We have been given wonderful minds. And God wants us to use the gift of the mind. But we have also been given wonderful hearts. Now, in the freedom of the Christian, a thesis written by Martin Luther reminded us and stated very clearly that we are made in the image of God. We have a physical being. And these physical beings, what I'm realizing as I get older, they change. My hair is now turning gray. I'm feeling a little weaker than I did a number of years ago. Physically, these bodies were born in sin. These bodies, we inherited the same sentence that Adam and Eve did. We are made up of a physical body. And my physical body hadn't been feeling well this last week, and I had to go to urgent care. I'm so thankful for that. And I was miserable. It was just a nasty cold, and it set in good and deep in my lungs. And mucinix has been my friend, and mucinix is coming out all over. <laughs> and I'll recover. But I watched the ailment of my father, and I watched him lose his life. But Luther said, we are made up of physical beings. And these physical beings will not be able to come into the presence of God, but you know what? He says, we also have a spiritual being. We have a soul. We have a spirit. And when we were baptized with Christ, we were made one. It's a mystery that we do not understand. As Luther understands it, there's nothing that we can do to save ourselves. And we, as followers of Luther's theology, understand that to be true too. There is nothing that I can do to save myself. I mean, I went to 10 years of seminary has nothing to do with anything. God loves us all. And that we are made in the image of God, both the physical being, both male and female. The, the confirmation kids are learning this. And so he created humankind. In his image, he created them. Male and female, he created them. As one of my confirmants said, that's a lot of creating. I go, yes, it is. When you're creating something in your image, and it is God who is doing the creating, he is never going to leave you nor forsake you that when you are baptized, something happened. It's a mystery, and we are made one with Christ. But there's one more element. Baptism is the planting of the seed of faith within each of us. But there is a thing here called God's Word. God's Holy Word that speaks to us. 
And in here, we have this Bible that starts with Genesis and ends with Revelation, John's Revelation. And in the middle, in the middle as Luther said, lays the pearl, the Gospels of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Everything leads up to this time of Jesus coming into Jerusalem, who is the Messiah. This storybook that we, is God's story and our story connected. It's where this story and our story comes together through our baptism in which we intersect with God. And we cannot know God with our minds completely. We just can't. But we know God deeply with our hearts. And so here's the second thing. We share in a, in a, in, in a unity with Christ who is God in the flesh. Who died for us. Just as a bride is adorned to the bridegroom. We are united. We are given God's word. And we share in God's word together. I, th I think about uh, Palm Sunday isn't that far away and how women of this congregation are going to be reading Mary's narrative of the road of suffrage from when Jesus left the court of Pilate and had to carry his cross outside the city of Jerusalem for they couldn't contaminate Jerusalem and they put the crosses up on a hill called Golgotha or Calvary which is it means skull and there he will be crucified we have God's word that is shared with us and here's one thing Mac I, I didn't get permission to do this can I can I have permission in front of this congregation about your faith and what you shared with pastors this morning? Mac has shared with me that you have had a huge impact on his life through faith. Many of you have come before our conferments and shared, why is your faith important to you? I can't teach that. And you come and you bear your soul. And you share with us with tears what your faith has meant to you. And I've even had a 96-year-old recite his confirmation verse word for word. Our faith matters. And so here's the other thing I want to share with you this morning. We can bring you to the communion rail. We can bring you to the baptismal font. We can put the foolishness of the cross before you. We can put the Lord's Supper before you. But it means nothing if you're not willing to receive it. You don't have to use this. Just use this. Know that God loves you. And as I was so impressed with our confirmation students, I have them doing serving, uh, sermon notes. The one confirmant wrote in her sermon notes from a couple of Wednesdays ago, I need to receive the gospel, I need to trust the gospel, and I need to believe the gospel. 
That's faith. You need to receive the gift that God loves you and died for you. I mean, here we are, weeks out. Last week, we hear Jesus telling his disciples, I must die and I'll be raised. And, and Peter, in the, in the nicest way, said, Lord, no, you, you, that's not going to happen. And what does Jesus say? But get behind me, Satan. And now the Jewish authorities are wanting some sort of sign. You know, like uh, Thomas said, I will not believe until I put my finger into the side where my Lord was pierced on the cross. Then I will know that he is risen because I will see it with my own heart. And Jesus said, oh, dear one, come here. Put your hand here. And he said, my Lord, my God, my Lord. And Jesus said, you have believed because you have seen and you have touched me. How much better for those who believe in faith to receive the gospel, the good news. We're not getting out of this world alive. We will all die. But we can leave a wonderful legacy for those who come behind us, like Max saying, Pastor, my faith matters, and you helped me to put it together. And I'm just so thankful, Matt, Mac, that I was allowed to walk with you because I've been blessed by you and the others that you're really willing to learn and to understand this is a mystery and it requires not knowledge but it requires faith of the heart and when those disciples were walking and making their way to Emmaus Emmaus going to Emmaus Jesus had their risen Lord had been communicating that with them what what's wrong why are you so down in heart what What's going on? Haven't you heard? Don't you know what went on in Jerusalem? Haven't you been watching the news? Haven't you been hearing the people? Our Lord was crucified. They didn't know who he was. And when they reached their destination and Jesus had a meal with them, and you remember what he said? He gave thanks for bread. And their eyes were open. And they knew. And they said, Lord, will you stay with me? And he was gone. To go and to see others before the ascension. Today is an important day in the church, in the life of this church. Today I get to meet with Nolan and Mac and, and Cal and Luke. And we get to now start working on our faith statement as confirmants, as they stand here before this congregation and share why their faith is important. And we'll look at these beautiful stained glass as we see the life of Jesus pictured here and the ascension. There is something very special about this place. We're not afraid to put our cross above our altar. We're not afraid to share our faith. Oh, after Pat, Pastor asked me to share my faith, why my faith is important to me, then you start, well, what can I say? What can I do? And I said, you're the only one who can answer that question. 
And it has been powerful. Jesus drove out the money changers and the animals and fulfilled the scripture. The zeal of the Lord will consume this house. And then Jesus talks about the temple of the body being destroyed and will be raised up in three days. We're Easter people. It made no sense back then. But if they remember the story, like the disciples at Emmaus, and when we come to that point where we've always, if we've ever questioned our faith, and you say, I'm not worthy, oh, you're worthy. And before you take your last breath, Jesus is there with you. Have faith. God is with you. He'll never leave you nor forsake you. Not even in death. The gospel of our Lord. Let us share the affirmation of our faith as is found in the Apostles' Creed. I invite the congregation to please rise. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day, he rose again. He ascended into heaven. He is seated at the right hand of the Father, and he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Trusting in God's promise to reconcile all things, let us pray for the church, the well-being of God's creation and the world in need. You alone, God, we thank you for the gift of Sabbath rest. Awaken the church to the mystery of your presence and give us glad hearts as we receive the good news of your deliverance. Hear us, O God. You renew creation Drive out those who would make the earth a marketplace. Protect rainforest and mountaintops, oceans and wilderness areas from commercial exploitation. Unite nations and policymakers and businesses in efforts to reduce carbon emissions. Hear us, O oh God. You judge the nations. We pray for the end to war and strife in every land. Strengthen international efforts to negotiate peace and to provide humanitarian aid to people fleeing from conflict. We think of those in Gaza. We think of those in Ukraine. Hear us, O God. You bring healing and hope. We give thanks for physicians and nurses, researchers and therapists and public health workers who prevent and treat illnesses. And we pray for those who are seeking wholeness. We lift before you Kim Miller and Sharon Roller and Linda Siebels and Kalinda Stedmuller, for Sandy Jensen and Dick and Mary Meyer and Lynette Mork and Samantha Putz and Marcy Mueller, and others we name in our hearts and known unto you, O Lord. And we give thanks to our military who go and try to protect, and we ask for their protection. For Ben Harms, Trevor Owen, Star, Dustin Starn, and, and Spencer Hansen. Hear us, O oh God. Hear us, O oh God. 
You abide with your people. Sustain us in this community undergoing life trans- transitions. For those who are experiencing and planning for marriage, those who are experiencing and the difficulty of divorce, for those uh, hoping for childbirth or adoption, for those who are moving out of the community or moving in, for those who are now planning on graduation, for those who are going through employment changes, or those who are experiencing death. We pray for those preparing for baptism. Hear us, O God. You bring life from death. You remembered our loved ones who have died, confident that they have a new life in you. May we trust that nothing can separate us from your love. Hear us, O God. Accompany us on our journey, God of grace. Receive the prayers of our hearts through Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. The peace of Christ be with you always. This blessing, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord's face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you his peace. Amen. Rhonda Michaels, in memory of her father, Ron Borkman. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. Go in peace. Share your faith. Live your faith. Thanks be to God. Liturgy, copyright 2021, Augsburg Fortress. All rights reserved. Music and lyrics reprinted with permission under one license, number A-729734. All rights reserved.